But so, oh, good morning. <laughs> so, we were caught up in the third heaven. I didn't even say good morning to you earlier. <laughs> but um, I have the privilege of introducing to you, this is going to be a long one. John's warned me. <laughs> no, let me, let me say, if, you, if you've been in this church for many years, like Pete at the back, um, John Fisher was actually here at this church. And then um, he ended up somehow going to Pinelands of all places. I don't know why, John, you went from here to Pinelands. That's a little backwards. <laughs> but all jokes aside, John has been leading a church in Pinelands for many years. He's officially retired not, not too long ago. But we don't retire in ministry. And so you'll hear a lot of things this morning. But he's, he's um, doing a lot of work out in Africa. Um, and one of the countries being... Also, look to you guys. <laughs> One of the countries also being um, Namibia, where some of you are from. But I want to welcome John Fisher to the Father's house. Can we honor him and just welcome him? Sometime, um, I I was never here. No, I'm not all there. But uh, no, uh, Derek Morphy was here. Um, I've been all over the place, but they wherever they could tolerate me, you know. <laughs> but uh, I've been here before, so and I know lots of. I'm glad to see there's some people my age around here, you know. No, you're too, you're too young. <laughs> you're also too young. No. Uh, is anybody here over 80? How are you? We go back to s- school days. My world. Good. I can't believe it. Yeah. We go back to school days. So, so, but I'm still older than you. <laughs> huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a medalla. I keep telling these guys up in the rest of Africa, you know, be nice to me, because I'm old. I, I'm glad you didn't say a lot of stuff, you know, because most of it will be lies. And um, my wife's not here to contradict it, you see. <laughs> But I, I thought I'd start off by showing, you know, in, in, the, in the Christian faith and in the ministry, there are a lot of moves. And, uh, and I've got some moves. Won't you put the one on that doesn't have DD in it? slides if you just flash them on please um, this is some of the new leaders in the church in, uh, in the Rundu area and that's Dimitri on the left side there Dimitri and, and uh, Didi and myself were up there doing leadership training that's the leaders that's, that was our meeting place alright because there, there wasn't anything big enough 
So those are the, are the leaders of the church. That's, that's a little church building. But the leaders of the church, we, they, I think there are about 25, 27 of them. And uh, we now have 12 churches in Namibia that we're working with. So, yeah. Okay, that's enough of those thingies. Um, while we were singing, I, I was actually struck by the fact that we sang about the love, the love of God. And, and when it comes to mission, it has to be the love of Christ that motivates us, not something else. And um, I, I thought I'd tell you, because I thought he was going to say a lot of things, and I'm, as I say, I'm glad. But, uh, you know, there's the story of Umdavi, who uh, lived on a farm in the Karoo, and Umdavi had this visitor from England who came to stay with him. And, uh, and you know, the Karoo is very dour. There's nothing there. And, um, and the farmer, he, he just, he, he liked the place and he enjoyed his stay. And then eventually he left and went back to England. And he said to him, Umdavi, listen, man, if you ever want to come and visit in England, come and stay with me. And one day, as it so happens, Umdavi went off and he went and stayed with this Englishman and, and he was overcome by the, the green green and the reds were so red and the flowers and, the, and everything so lush. And, and he, was, he was describing how impressed he was by all the, 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 this uh, Englishman's garden and everything that was there. And the Englishman said, but I want to show you my pride and joy. And he took him around the back and there was this glass house. And, uh, and he sort of opened the door with a flourish and he said, look at that. And Udavi stuck his head in the glass house and there was a stink blower that the old man had picked up in, in uh, the Karoo and there was this one little flower and he said, look at that. And the flower looked at Umdavi and said, Umdavi mutohi form seeni. And I'm just a stink blower from Mowbray. Yeah. When I was up in, uh, uh, in Durban many years ago, 1964, I was full of myself. I, I, I had this thing of, you know, I'm going to Durban. I had to go and do a job there for three months. And I thought, well, God's got something for me to do in Durban. And then while I was in Durban, I went to a camp. And uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced this kind of thing where, where you're in a meeting and, and then suddenly it feels like there's nobody else there and he's talking to you, just you. And I was sitting in my chair and, and all the, this guy's talking, but God started to bring all the promises I'd made and all the things I'd said I was going to do and all the great stuff I was going to do for him. And he piled on me that eventually... I was under such conviction I wanted to get under my chair because I thought everybody's looking at me. I was so, so convicted. And when, when the meeting finished, everybody was kind of, you know, the normal thing, that was fantastic. Oh, what a wonderful meeting. And everyone, I just pushed through and I ran down the hill and fell under the trees and just cried my eyes out with a sense of failing God and the sense of, I, I'm just... It's all mouth and there's nothing to me. And I, I was devastated. And I lay down there amongst the pine needles. And God said, whom will I send? And who will go for us? And I said, send me. And it was 1964. And that call to ministry has never gone. Um, I'm, I'll be 85 in June. And... And I'm still doing it because I remember John Wimber standing at the door and a lady coming complaining about all these people that he was bringing in and they were, and he, and he, he began to weep and he said, how couldn't I tell them? He found me. I had to tell them. He loved them. I had to tell them. 
And if there's not that motivation to tell somebody about Jesus, the Son of God loved me, gave himself for me. That's what it's about. And so I thought what I'd, what I'd share with you this morning would be a combination of things, but basically the power to witness. Um, you know, the, the, we're, we're all familiar with Acts chapter 1, verses 1 to 8. We know that passage well, but I want to read it to you. Because in, in the end of Luke's gospel, um, Jesus said to them in Luke 20. Eight, I think it is, 24, verse, verse 49. I'm going to send you what my Father has promised, but stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Why did he say that? Be- because our God is ascending God. The Bible says when the time was right, God sent his Son. God sent his son. Not because we deserved it, not because we merited it, but God sent forth his son. Because God loved the world like this, he sent his only begotten son. But then Jesus got hold of the disciples, if you remember, and in the end of John's gospel, and he said to to them, as my father sent me, so I send you. And there's that call upon us as children of God. Peter makes it very clear. He says, you must be ready at all times to give a reason for the hope that is within you to anyone who asks. You must be ready. That means you, me, every one of us as children of God. And yet, you know, most of us are like the, the young guy in the full gospel church who was going off to the army. And uh, the pastor got hold of me and he said, listen, Yanni, man, um, when they find out you're a Christian, they're going to persecute you. And, and, and he went off to the army and his first vac, he came back, you know, they give you a break, go home for a weekend. And he came home and the pastor said, so how did it go? He said, ach, no, they know, nobody guessed. <laughs> See, and, and most of us are undercover Christians. <laughs> That we, that we just hope nobody at work finds out that I'm a Christian, you know. But that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says, be ready at all times. And as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. But then later on we find in Acts chapter 13, in the first section there it says, they were gathered together in Antioch, so and so and so and so and so and so. And then the Lord said to them, separate to me Paul and Barnabas to the, to the, the, the ministry to which I have called them and then it says and they sent them out they sent them out and and let me just uh, um, narrow this thing down because I don't want you to go like ah, I need to go out there are those here who know God's fingers on you and he's, he's put a call on your life for you to go It's not always easy. It's not always pleasant. But if that's there are those here who can go, and then there are those here who can support and can stand behind them and 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 just give and pray and be there for them. But there are those here who are called, and you 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 can never be too old. When I was young. When I was young, I, I prayed and I said, Lord, I want you to give me a Caleb spirit. Now, if you remember, Caleb, when they entered the promised land, Caleb said, I'm as strong today as I was when I was 40 years old. Now, give me the mountain. And I prayed for that. And I, I'm, I, this is not a brag. I, God can do this for you. No matter how old you are, there's a place for you to bear your light and for you to be salt. There is a place for you. It doesn't matter where it might be. It could be in your own home. 
but there is a place. So, so now that was the introduction that I've... I need to go to my notes, otherwise I'll, I'll, I'll wander around all over the place. So let me read Luke in Acts chapter 1. And I'm just going to read the first eight verses. In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he showed himself to these men and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of many days, 40 days, and spoke about the kingdom of God. There's so much mocking on this Bible that I'm, I'm just a bit of a sickle. On one occasion while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my fa- that my father promised, which you've heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days' time, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So when they met together, they asked him, Lord, are you, going at, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? I'm going through Mark's gospel with a Bible study with our folk. And, and it's amazing how many times Jesus says, don't you understand? Amazing. These disciples, they walk with him for three years, and, and uh, they get to the end of the three years, and they're just as doff as they were before. You know, they're, they're like, huh? Uh, the CB look, you know, uh, what happened? They, they didn't understand. And here they're asking again, are you going to restore the kingdom of Israel? And Jesus said, it is not for you to know the times or dates for the Father, that the Father set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And I deliberately didn't say, how long have I got? All right. So, so I, want, I want to uh, um, give a couple of points. First one is, there was a condition to them being witnesses. You need to receive power. It's not good enough to have enthusiasm. It's, it's not good enough to think, it's not good enough to be under conviction. I mean, I, I can remember... Gee, man, I was, I was talking, this, this was, it was, a, it was an embarrassing moment. I bet you've had those. And, and I, I, there was this guy who, I had a motorbike for, for Skrik, you see. And, um, right, Myrna? Where's Myrna? There. The, the Holly Davidson King, <laughs> brother. Um, and, and, and I was talking to this guy, he, 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 he sort of restored old motorbikes and I, so I used to go and visit him because we could talk about motorbikes, but I had an ulterior motive. You see, I said, I'm going to talk to this guy. And, um, and we were sitting in his lounge, and we were talking about motorbikes, and I said to him, man, do you, do you think you'll go to heaven when you die? And there was this deathly silence. And he said, I thought we were talking about motorbikes. You know those embarrassing times when you think, I've got to, I've got to tell somebody, I've got to witness, I've got to tell them about Jesus, and it, and it doesn't work. Yeah. Because the condition is you need to receive power. There's, a, there's that time that is right. There's that time that presents itself when you know this is an open door. You can't force those things, but you can be ready. Okay. But the condition is you will receive power. The need, put my glasses on. The need that they had was presented to us in Acts chapter 1, 1 to 8. But there was a commission. It says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Now, I, I don't want to go into the whole thing, but, but every one of us who's a child of God has got the Holy Spirit in us. But you, you, you're happy with that? But not everybody has the Holy Spirit upon them. And there are times when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you kind of, you, you just know, this is, this is the time, this is the moment. You, you get that, 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 and sometimes it catches you by surprise. We, this is before we had the, 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 the whole Holy Spirit movement, and people are getting 
slain in the spirit and all that stuff, you know. Um, we had a guy, one of my elders, was, was um, diagnosed with cancer around his, he had cancerous growths all around his stomach. And, um, and he came and told me about it and he said, look, I'm, I'm due for, for surgery on that Monday and the, this is now, he's been through all the tests and the x-rays and the Allah and the and now he's, he's he, Sunday comes. So I said, Dave, can I tell them about the cancer, you know? So he said, yes, please. So I tell the congregation, his wife's crying, his kids are crying, he's crying. And I said, Dave, won't you come up and let us pray for you? So I caught a couple of elders, so I said, right. And I was going to do, you know those prayers? You pray, well, Lord, you know that Dave has got this problem with cancer and just want to pray for you to do something for him and bless him and you know those that. And, and, and I, I started to pick my hand up to put on his head. He was a big guy, taller than me. I started to pick my hand up and my hand went in his stomach like this. And I heard myself saying, I kill this cancer in the name of Jesus. And he went, whack, on the floor like somebody hit him with a two by four. Woof. And, and now he's going, Dave, Dave, are you okay, Dave? <laughs> Dave. <laughs> we thought we, we killed this guy. You know? but, but you know, he was healed. Huh? He was totally healed. He went for his pre-op uh, 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 examination that, that week. The cancer growths were gone. Now, I... I I, I tried that one about eight times after that, and it never worked. <laughs> you, you know what I'm talking about, eh? You think, ah, I got the formula. <laughs> no, there is no formula, all right? So, but, but what am I saying? I'm saying there's a time of anointing, and we, we know when the Spirit of God is present in that kind of way. All of us, we, we, we're aware this. Like this morning, the presence of God. You can, you can sense the presence of God. Okay. And then there's a commission. Huh? You will be my witnesses. Now, now I, I like to put it like this and say, you will be witnesses unto me. Our story is not about all kinds of other... You know, we, have you done those things about uh, the four spiritual laws? Huh? You've been through that one? Uh, you've been through EE, you know, evangelism explosion. You know, we've got all these little f- formulas. That was one of them that I used. I said, you know, do you think you'll go to heaven when you die? You know, the next one is, why do you think God would let you into heaven? And then, uh, <laughs> but we, 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 we develop all those little formulas. Now, he says, be witnesses unto me. Every one of us, every one of you sitting out there, has got a testimony of what Jesus has done for you. Be, be witnesses unto me, he said. When, uh, some of you are old enough <laughs> to remember the hippie revival. Huh? Some of us can remember the hippie revival. Now, now, now do you know that, that in the hippie revival, literally thousands of people got saved? But, but you know how they got saved? These, these kids, barefoot, wearing strange clothes with dreadlocks and, and, and a bag over the shoulder. And they were on every street in Cape Town because they didn't work. No, I mean it. I'm telling you. So, and, 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 then, and they'd say, stop you and say, excuse me, can I tell you what Jesus has done for me? And give you a tract. And then tell their story. That's, that's what Jesus is saying here. You will be witnesses unto me. On the day of Pentecost, what happened? Out comes the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The, the, the disciples, their fear is taken away. They thrust out of that upper room. And what do they do? It says, we hear them proclaiming the great deeds of God. That's what it's about. See? And so there's a, there's a, it's, you, don't have to be, you don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be ordained or anything like that in order to tell people about Jesus. You, you, I, I've got a story. 
my, my, I didn't want to be a Christian. In fact, I didn't like Christians. I thought they were, I won't use the word because my, my son-in-law tells me it's politically incorrect to use that word. But I thought they were all... And so um, I didn't say anything. And, um, and so, 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 but my, I wanted to get married. So my wife and I, what got in my head, I don't know, because I'd never been near church since I, got, I went through my matric, you know. Uh, confirmation. And, um, and my, so my wife was a Christian scientist. And, and I was a nothing. I was a convicted, con, uh, confirmed, active pagan. Um, and, and so I said, we're going to get married in my church. That was a God moment. See, I, I don't know why I said that, but we went to the church my mother, and my mother was going to, and Anglican church. And the, and the rector had been a missionary in China. So, long story short, we end up sitting in the vestry. I'm on that side. Ethel's on that side, and he's sitting here. And he wouldn't marry us because she hadn't been baptized. All right, so church politics. So, so he, says, he says, John and Ethel, wouldn't you like to receive Jesus now? Yeah. So, so I knelt down on that side of the table, and... Ethel knelt down that side of the table, 5th of November, 1959. And, and we received Jesus. Everything changed. Somebody had the boldness to pop the question. See? But, but I didn't want to be a Christian, but my life changed right from that point on. Things were different. It doesn't take a lot to get somebody to the point of making that decision. I was, sorry, I, I like telling stories. Uh, so I was, I was in Oranjemund, and I'd been invited to preach in the, there's a combined Anglican Methodist church there. So I'd been invited to preach there, and I, and I preached, and then I came out of the door, and there's this guy standing at the door. And he's like, John, I thought, Eddie Cochran, what? He, he was one of the oaks, in the youth group, we used to pick him up drunk outside on the lying in the grass. You know, he wouldn't come in. He used to just get drunk and lie outside. And, and, and here he says, why don't you come and have tea and come and, meet, come and say hello to Pat, his wife. I, I, knew, I knew the wife as well, but now they got married. And we're sitting in his lounge. I found out he was the mine manager at Ronjimund, Derek Cochran. So, so we're talking, and I said, Derek, you've known for years that you should receive Jesus as your Savior. He said, I know. I said, well, why don't you do it now? And he did. He's an elder in the, in the church in, in Fishuk now. Hear what I'm saying? It, you don't have to be a, a, a particularly uh, intellectual or anything. <laughs> All you're going to do is tell your story. But there, there's a commission upon us. We, we are not called to sit in, sorry about this, but to sit in chairs in a church building and listen to somebody like this guy here in the front uh, and uh, talking and rambling away. We're not called to that. We are called to be part of the army of God that, that is going out and extending the kingdom of God through our witness and our testimony of what he has done for me. You, do you know what happens with people? I, I, I do a, a um, what do they call it, a, a, a devotional. At, at Robin Trust, where they're training home-based carers. And I do a devotional there um, two weeks in the month. And I talk to those people, and you know what? There, there must be maybe 20, 30 of them there. And, and then I, I say, you're going to have problems with money, eh? That's a big issue here. How do I pay for my course? And then I tell them stories about how God has provided for me over the years. How God's provision has been there to the cent. To the cent. And then I tell them those stories and I say, you've got to learn to trust, trust Jesus with the future and your money. You've got to, there, there are all kinds of opportunities. But we're commissioned to open our mouths and tell the great things that God has 
done. And the result is, when they bust out there on, on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people got saved. We hear them telling the great things of God. That's, that's what, men and brethren, what must we do? And then, then, then just to share with you a little bit about the opportunities for, for mission. Because, you know, mission happens here, Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. So it doesn't have to be far away. It can be right here. My, my sister is a, a little bit loony. Um, she's just different. Huh? Runs in the family. Yeah. I heard that. Um, and and my, my, my sister goes and sits on the pavement next to Berchis. And she talks to them about the love of God. How Jesus loves them. How Jesus has got a, he's got a plan for them. And how he wants them to give their lives to him. My, my sister will... Anybody? Now, oh, I had some stuff written down. Um, <laughs> you just put it down to age. Okay. Talking about my sister brought it on. See, my, my, my sister works with words of knowledge. Do you know what words of knowledge are? Are you, are you all familiar with that term? Yes. So, so my, um, the, one of the stories I love, they're sitting, she's got a, a group she belongs to, it's called the, the Glory Girls or something like that. <laughs> and uh, they're all old. <laughs> my sister's 82, man. <laughs> uh, they're sitting having tea in, in, in um, Deep River in the coffee shop. And there's a, next to them is a table with these socialites from Constantiaburg. You, know, you can see like, and, and, my, and my, my sister is looking at them, and God gives her a word. So eventually, the pressure from the, the group. So she goes over, she says, May I speak to you, please? She says, Yes. My sister says, Is your husband facing a very big decision? She goes, Yeah. Well, tell your husband, God says the first decision he made was the right one, and now he's wanting to change his mind and he's going to make the wrong decision. Who goes, My God, are you psychic? (laughs) (laughs) My sister's no different from you. Guys, hear me. If we would open our brains up and our hearts up, God is ready to use you in things like that. I, I mean, it, it, I, was, I was speaking in another church, and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, there was, if somebody catches your eye, can't help it with him, he's a lot of him to catch. <laughs> so, so, so this woman sitting there, in, 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 sort of on the right-hand side, no, left-hand side, and I just had this feeling. So I went to her afterwards, and I said, you're having a great battle with your self-image, aren't you? See, because God's concerned about people. And God's made us his instruments to be used with people, to be the channels through which he wants to work to touch people's lives. It's not, it's not a, a train smash. It's not difficult to understand. We've all been called. So, oh, I was going to tell you about. So, so Dimitri and myself and, 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 and Didi went on the trip. And it's, it, you don't have to be somebody great. All it means is go out there and love the people. Just go and love the people. Impart whatever God has given to you. You give it away. And the opportunities, we, we're... Um, we're planning a trip, <coughs> excuse me, to Kietman's Hoop. Anybody know where that, that's where he comes from? Sort of. Yeah. Um, we're planning a trip to Kietman's Hoop. It, you can be part of a trip like that. We normally take about six people, 
and it goes for a weekend. And, uh, and then you go and bless those people. Go and, go and bless those people. We meet with them. We worship with them. We, and, and God moves. Do you know that, that we, we look for God to move here? We always think, God's going to do something. He moves there. He normally moves there. Dimitri and myself have been, <clears throat> excuse me, in Angola. We're going in July again. And Dimitri and myself have been in Angola where, where, where we don't know the people from a bar of soap. There's, there's about 20 churches there. So, so and, and then we, we get the people to come forward for prayer and we call the kids. We say, right, you guys come lay hands on them, pray for them. And you see God moving on those people. Boom, 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 boom. We don't even touch them. But it's wonderful to see God just blessing people. And that's what missions is about. It's not, a, it's not a, a, um, something special. And I said, my, talking about my sister, um, because I was sitting this morning saying, Lord, have you got anything for me? And um, I believe God wants to touch some people. So, who's, who's suffering with sciatica? One, two, three, four. I mean, that's like a, you're sure to find somebody here, but I mean, that's just what I felt, you know, sciatica. Um, who's, that, who's got shin splints? Shin. One. Um, who's got problems with the kidneys? Two, three. I don't want to get uh, tonsils. No. <laughs> Who gets gout in the big toe? Gout. Dasate. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and somebody's battling with tinnitus. Is it in your left ear? Or both? And... Left ear. I had that left ear. So, so, I'm. I can have klaar gepraat. So that's long enough. Eh? If I don't finish the time, they won't pay me. You know. <laughs> but those of you that responded when I called out those different things, why don't you just stand up? And we'll ask people around you to pray for you. I'll pray, then we ask people to pray for you. And then, and, and what I want you to do, if you pr- when you're praying for, for folk, just do this. Go, just say to them, which one is it that you, you, you've got a problem with? All right? And then lay hands on them and pray. Speak to the problem. All right? Speak to the problem. All right? So, so let me just pray, and then we're going to ask people around you to pray for you. All right? So, Father... I want to thank you for the love that you have for us. I really want to thank you that you're concerned about our physical frame. You're concerned about our mental health. You're concerned about everything that's got to do with us. And I want to pray, Holy Spirit, that you'd come and invade this place and release everybody from the thing that's holding them in bondage. Because you came, Jesus, you came to set the captives free. And we pray against every disease, everything that is not of God, in Jesus' name, amen. Now, won't you just lay hands on those people, those that were standing, uh, more people stood up now. Eh? <laughs> and just expect the Holy Spirit to move, huh? So the Holy Spirit is moving on Pat. You can see that. Just we ask for more, Lord. More. 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 Just receive, you know? You gotta you gotta actively receive.
Now ask the person, do they feel any difference? Anything happening? Don't be shy. Ask them if something happening. And then pray again if you need to. Just pray for more. Don't, don't leave a Keep praying. The Holy Spirit's touching her. It's wonderful. So, how many of you have been prayed for and feel that there's been an improvement? God has touched you, right? How's that? How's the ringing in your ears? <laughs> Not ringing now. <laughs> yes, thank you, Lord. Yeah. Anybody else got a positive response? Yes, another one. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Some of you won't be able to know that something's happened until you get checked, eh? Yeah. Uh, see how the Holy Spirit's touching that sister at the back there, look. You're allowed to turn and look around. You can. This is normal Christianity. Let's increase your presence, Lord. I, I feel like doing something. I, I'm, I'm, and I don't even know if you do that around here. So, so um, where's the guy who was playing the guitar? No, no, Jason, Jason. Don't, don't get upset. God's doing something, all right? I just thought we could sing something because I, because I want to sing in tongues. <laughs> do you do that around you? You do, right. So just we can just use a chord. Eh? Why don't you stand up? Please. And and if you can't sing in tongues, don't feel condemned. Because you can. Alright? If you want to, you can. Alright, just 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 a chord so we can consum some. No, we're gonna just sing in tongues. Right? We're gonna give God glory, we're gonna praise him. Worship Him. 
Suvana Maracasili Mendriamando, Imele Menetinem Varanashendon Variandam, Ulum Vakaramaza Staramatam Pramano, Ulum sound like I'm manipulating you but just sense the presence of God Holy Spirit we invite you to come in increased anointing in increased presence come Holy Spirit we welcome you here in this place Let your power come. Let your power come. Let your power
You may not know this song, but it's an expression of love for Jesus. I sing a simple song of love to my Savior, to my Jesus. I'm thankful for the things you've done, O loving Savior, precious Jesus. My heart is glad that you've called me your own. There's no place I'd rather be than in your arms of love. In your arms of love, holding me still, holding me near. In your arms of love. Just experience that love. We love your presence. We love your love. Fill us, Lord. Fill us with your presence. We're going to walk with you. We're going to live in in the cloud of your presence. We want to be in that place where we're aware of you all the time. Make it so, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Just keep enjoying it because I know um, when John leaves this place (laughs) and we leave this place, it's not going to stop because he's with us and he's in you and I believe he even has come upon you right now. Some of you need to be baptized in the spirit of God because that's actually your strength. And so just lift your hands if that's you. Just, even if it's just a fresh baptism, you know, I'm not ashamed to be baptized, Lord, by you every day because I know I need it. <laughs> I need it. Just lift your hands. And Father, just thank you for your fresh baptism this morning. If you've not spoken in tongues before, then I believe the Holy Spirit can give you that gift right now. Now, for us to come to understand that sometimes the Lord will give us another tongue you know sometimes I find myself praying in a different way because I'm going through stuff and some of you need that you need another tongue another heavenly tongue for the things that you're facing right now thank you Jesus thank you receive you Jesus we receive your spirit right now fresh afresh fresh afresh fresh fresh strengthen father you strengthen strengthen begin to let that let it flow if it comes out in song it comes out in song if it comes out in words it comes out in words
Thank you for joy this morning, Jesus. Because it's your joy that gives us strength. You know, sometimes it just begins in, in the belly. It's, I don't know man, why, but the Lord does this. Like it's, He stirs it in the belly. And then it, yeah, it, you know what I've also found is when he begins to stir in the belly and it starts to bubble up, then I can't help but my face tends to pull back here. Some people call it a smile, you know what I mean? But it's actually pulled so far back that it begins to hurt. I don't know if you ever had that. Like almost like the Lord is forcing you to smile. <laughs> the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's our strength. Tap into that daily. Tap into His joy daily. It's also His peace. In Jesus' name, I want to... See, John, what if you'd started now? Now, I can't land the service. But I, I, I want to pray for you, sir. I, I, I'm going to ask Angus just to lay hands on you. And I, as you walked in this morning, I sensed the Lord wanted to touch your body. I have no idea what is going on in your body, but Father, we thank you right now. Thank you, Jesus. It's the back kidneys. Lord, we thank you. Thank you. I saw you walking in this morning, um, and, and I saw the Lord strength, like lifting you into right, a right position because it was like a wrong position, and this is literally what I saw, that position, but the Lord would lift you to a straight position. Thank you for your healing right now, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We just keep praying for him. Thank you. This is completion, Father. Because everything you start, you finish. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God loves us so much. I don't know if you believe that. He loves us so much, eh? So I'm going to do one more thing, John, in response to your message. Because we have to respond to it. <laughs> Jesus said, go. And you actually have, you have the authority to say no. <laughs> and you have the authority to say yes. The commission he gave us, he left us with a response. And so I'm going to ask you this morning. And as we heard John speak, some are called to, you know, we, do, we go here in our communities, we go here in our homes, in our families. And some of you, of you are called to go. And Didi um, is taking, going with John. I'm not sure on the dates yet, but if you have this unctioning in your spirit, like, I've got to go. I want you to speak to Didi. There, there's not a lot of space. <laughs> so you need to do this quickly, right, John? <laughs> But I'm sure there's going to be a lot more opportunities coming. But I want you to respond. And I'm lifting my hands up. And I know COVID has, has almost paused many of us. And so I'm going to ask you in your response. It's not for me. It's not even for John or anyone else. It's for the Lord. You, to say, yeah, I am Lord. By lifting my hands, I am saying I am here to go. Father, you see these hands, Lord. Because, Father, we are serious about this. I pray, Lord, even as we leave today, that, Father, we would go with your, your spirit. We would go wherever we go. Whether we're sitting at the lunch table, whether we're in a restaurant, whether, Father, we're driving past people that, Lord, you would just show us who to speak to, to witness about you, to unlock our lips, Lord. And I even pray, Father, that you would unlock our finances. Some of you are even wondering, how? How am I going to go? The Lord would say to you, his economy is not of this world because his kingdom is not of this world. And so when God says go, he unlocks his economy for you to go. And so I thank you, Father, that you would even provide for those that need to go in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I'm going to ask you quickly to take your seats and I'm going to ask the ashes.
get ready. And I, I wanted to share this with you this morning. So I, John didn't ask me to do this. In fact, um, <laughs> well, no, I, I was kind enough to notify him that because I didn't want to do something that might dishonor what they do. But I had a feeling this week because I asked John to speak on going, you know. But I had a sense that we got to give to the work. And so we, we've got a special offering that's going for the mission work that the Lord has called John and others um, like Didi and Dimitri to do. And I'm going to ask you not just to put something in, but to ask the Lord, what am I supposed to put in? And if you can't put it in today, then you by all means are, are welcome to transfer into the church. But I want you to then to specify and say, this is for missions and you can even just put um, John <laughs> so that we make sure it goes to the right missions, okay? But this is part of what we do as a church. We, we, some go and some give for those to go. I want to say to you, I love the Father's house because right here, we also look after our own. We have a pastoral fund where people that are in need are able to actually access. So I want you to know this, because it's not like we're saying, oh, we're only caring about those that are out there in another, another country. The, the uh, Jerusalem is right here, right? But also we have, do you know that the women in this church are sending food every month to a high school in Mitchell's plan? And that's the only things that we know of. Do you know that there are people in this church that would make soup, for soup kitchens to be sent through to places like Wallerstein and others. And so I believe missions starts at home, but it has to also go beyond home. And so we also want to give to say, Lord, send those that needs to go to the nations. And if you're one of them, then you go. In Jesus' name. So we're still busy handing out the... And then I'm going to pray over, over those offerings. And we're literally um, going to send that to John, to you guys, um, for your mission trip. I know, John, you, you're off to uh, Zambia as well. So while, while we're waiting for that, just stretch your hands out to John. We're going to just bless you. Father, we thank you for this man who is of God. <laughs> and I thank you, Father, that, Lord, Wherever he goes, your kingdom goes, because you are with him, Lord. We pray for favor. We pray for power that comes from you, Jesus. And we thank you, Father, that as pastors are raised up in different nations in Africa, many souls are being won for you, Jesus. We thank you that as you send them, Father, that they may lack nothing. And protection over their traveling in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. So we just, are we ready with the, is it, yeah, bring it, bring it. Let's bless this Father, like Jesus prayed for multiplication. <laughs> we ask you, Lord, that this seed may just be the beginning of the seed, but this will multiply for your kingdom. Lord, we thank you that let this be a blessing to many nations, uh, wherever they go in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, guys. So again, John, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for um, letting the Holy Spirit just move. And Jesus, we thank you that you love us and your presence is always with us. I, I want to pray that you be blessed this week. That you would walk in his favor and his grace. And for all of us, may joy be our portion. <laughs> may joy. I know, Auntie Pat. May joy be my portion, right? Why don't, why don't you just in the morning and at night just say, Lord, fill me with your joy. You know, my wife and I, I don't know what it's been like for you, but we've been struggling and sleeping at the moment for the last couple of weeks. Is it you also been, you know, um, and, and, and as we were this morning praying and you were ministering, I just had that sense the Lord said to me, just you've got to declare joy over your thoughts. And if you're going to bed worried, then say, Lord, I leave this worries by you. I declare joy over my family. Declare joy over my home. So do that. I'm going to do that. 
Let's talk about it next week, okay? <laughs> what it was like. May the Lord bless you. May He keep you. May His face always shines upon you. It's good to see you, Anthony. We miss you, man. But you guys look amazing. He looks very happy. Go well. Have a cup of coffee next door. And, um, and speak to John. <laughs> bless you.